Time to go back to the beginning and do it all over again on Overview with Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G doing a celebrity casting call for this week's episode. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. This week we are doing, as noted, a celebrity casting call. We tried one a few weeks ago with the 1980s time warp. We're going to do things a little differently this time going to try and focus this podcast a little more, get some really good material going, just as an FYI, as we experiment with these concepts. And what we are going to do today is a modern casting call for an older property. So some of you may not have seen it, but some of you may be aware. There was a movie series, which then spun off. I th- Actually, I think it came out of books from by Dashiell Hammett that actually had a radio show. And then spun out from the movies into a TV show like a decade later, because I know way too much about this topic. And we are talking about The Thin Man. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The series of movies that are about Nikki and Nora, uh, private detective and his rich socialite wife. Uh, and despite the fact that the movies are called The Thin Man, like The Thin Man, The Thin Man Goes Home, Another Thin Man, uh, they aren't actually, like, the title is not supposed to be about Nick of Nick and Nora. That's just the title that was applied to him after the first film. The Thin Man in the first movie being about the guy who is killed that Nick then has to solve the murder mystery about. It's kind of like the Pink Panther in that respect. The The title is yeah. like about the detective, even though it was about a gem in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, a little weird. And then there was a cartoon about a Pink Panther, and that's way more entertaining. <laughs> no, not to disparage the first couple Pink Panther films, I'm just saying that everything after the first couple is crap. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. They kind of uh, <laughs> and, and goofy. And be perfectly honest, many of the Thin Man movies follow that same route. First couple or three are good, and then there is a steep decline in quality as many of the original people behind the scenes left the production for various reasons and or died. Mm-hmm. So, but we are discussing the Thin Man. And so what we have is we have lead detective, Nick. We have his wife, Nora who the movies didn't honestly treat that well. Like, she's bubbly and effervescent, and the two of them have a really good back-and-forth banter that's, you know, one stage above fighting, but you can tell they love each other, and the scripts are dense with dialogue as they just bat- banter back and forth constantly. So it's very dialogue-heavy scripts. Uh, so if we're casting for this, I would feel we need a couple people that can do, like, rapid-fire patter, who can yeah. who can sell the charisma of them and don't make you hate them despite the fact that they are basically at this point nouveau riche. Uh, yeah. And then we need to figure out a plot line that will work well for at least the first movie uh, that we can then cast some people into for this dastardly murder mystery. Dastardly. Dastardly. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Like I feel like the first movie is... Like, I like, I've only seen the first two, but... I feel like the first movie has been kind of troped to death at this point. Mm. So we'd have to definitely think of uh, Change the a plot. new one. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the murder exposed yeah. at a social gathering. Yeah, and that is dun, a dun, problem dun. right there is there's a very specific formula to all, but I think one of the Thin Man movies, and I mean, when you have a TV show that spins out, the TV show's going to follow that same damn formula. Uh, which is, you know, murders get set up. Nikki doesn't want to go do the murder because he's a retired private detective, even though he always gets sucked into doing it. Somehow gets sucked into it by the half hour mark. And then by the 
hour, 15, hour and a half mark. He studied the clues, most of which we're not privy to because the film cheats. Uh, you're not really there for the clues. You're there for the banter between the two characters. Uh, and then yeah. he does a big reveal scene that explains everything to everyone. And somehow you just are supposed to accept that he figured it out. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. So obviously we need to change this that the movie plays fair. Uh, and that means that we need a script that will actually provide like not only the banter, but also a murder mystery that works. And in that respect, I want to say that as far as writer and maybe director is concerned, Ryan Johnson would be a good call. Ooh, that's real cerebral. I like it. <laughs> I mean, since he did uh, Knives Out, he's kind of playing in the same yeah. genre. He's working on a second Knives Out. Uh, you could even like get Netflix to pick this up. Like, get the rights from whoever owns the... What was it? MGM or RKO? I'm going to have to go look it up later. Um, whoever owns the rights to the Nick and Nora stories at this point. And then, like, you could cross them over after he does one of those movies and have, like, a Knives Out, Nicky and Nora kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is I was going to say that uh, Nick should be played by Daniel Craig. He's a good one if you want if you want someone middle-aged or so. My one concern with him is that, like, okay, Daniel Craig t 10, 20 years ago would be perfect. But if you want to run these for more than just a single movie, uh, Nick's going to, or Daniel Craig's going to age himself out of the Nicky role. So that's true. Yeah. That is true. Now, you can have Daniel Craig play, like, the, dete the put-upon detective that is always having to deal with Nick's, like, eccentric ways, and that would be fun. Yeah, I yeah. can deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, um, even though he's probably, like, 40 at this point, uh, the actor who plays Loki, uh, Tom Hilton, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, he can do, like, I don't even care if he has an accent. There's nothing that says that Nikki has to be New York or whatever, even though he was in the original movies. Like, some people would probably complain if we changed it and made him British, but I'm not sure a lot of people would complain. Uh... And then, like, he can do rapid-fire banter, and just that charismatic smile alone could sell the character, you know? Like, so, I just finished watching um, Shit's Creek. I don't know, I don't think you've been hip to that yet. I have not. Have you? No, shame. It's too much, too, too much media to watch, and that doesn't fit into the most of what I cover for the website. Even if I did, you know, just recently watch Emma... Uh, the 2002 version, or not 2020 version, dyslexia. Uh, and I'm going to cover that for the website. So I, my rules are exactly the rules that I decided to make them. But go ahead. So I was watching it, mm -hmm. and I know it's dated, and I know this might be one of those uh, this is going to make the news type things, like, mm -hmm. oh, they're changing the cast. But Nick always... To me, anyway, even when I was younger watching The Thin Man, always kind of came off a little, uh, I don't say gay, because I don't want to be derogatory about it, but gay. Um, and after watching Shit's Creek, I and uh, I and uh, The Witcher, mm -hmm. I think something that would be really funny that I just want to see is Dan Levy and Henry Cavill being a gay couple, just <laughs> with quick banter. I like that. And I um... think... In, I think that this movie mm -hmm. might give them the opportunity to do that. So instead of Nikki and Nora, it'd be like Nick and Norman? Yeah, there you go. There. Yeah, It writes yeah. itself, doesn't it? It writes itself, yeah. <laughs> it's like a gay buddy cop movie. But with them being in a relationship together. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we don't know what was going on between Riggs and Murtaugh behind the scenes.
No one knows. <laughs> Mel Gibson knows. That's that's yeah, why he yeah, seems well, so con like so off awful and conservative. He's just hiding what his true feelings were for for Murtaugh. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah, I, I think that would be kind of funny to watch. Yeah, no, I'd watch that. I mean, there, yeah. you are right. If we're willing to recast uh, the one of the leads into British, then we absolutely should be allowed to recast both of them to be gay if we want to. Some again, some people are going to complain. Probably not as many as we might worry about, just because how many people remember the Thin Man movies anyway, besides the people on this podcast? The, the people who had old-ass parents? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. Uh, back when I was, like, God, what, mid-80s, uh, HBO ran the whole of the uh, Thin Man series on, like, for New Year's Eve one day. That's how I saw them. Uh, and oh, I didn't that... watch them again until I found the DVDs via my wife. Uh, and put them on recently. So, like, yeah, that's it, not a lot of people remember these. Enough, but not a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the kind of case that we want to do, we want like we want to do a good like proper, proper uh, murder mystery style thing. So I'm not sure that's going to necessarily be as funny. Although I mean, Knives Out was a decent murder mystery, and that was plenty funny. Yeah, uh, but we, then we need the the cast of people around around the outside that can, uh, that can play the various suspects and who's going to be the good guy, who's going to be the bad guy. I will say the uh, for the sweet natured girl that ends up being the femme fatale that you don't see coming. I would absolutely cast previous celebrity profile uh, featured artist here, Haley Atwell, for the role. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see Haley Atwell doing that. Yeah, no one would expect her to be the bad guy because of all the time that she spent with, you know, Agent Carter, Captain Carter, and the various other roles where she's been the protagonist of them. But I could see her doing it. I can, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially since you can use that good-natured quality of her um, to then take a twist on it. Like, with, um, fucking Chris Evans in, uh... Yeah. Knives Out. You didn't expect him to be the good guy just because he's Captain America. But no, of course. You know, or didn't expect him to be the bad guy because he's Captain America. But he was the bad guy. Sorry, spoilers for Knives Out. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've already watched it. You're getting ready for the sequel. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's been more than three years at this point. <laughs> also, Darth yeah. Vader was Luke's father and Edward Norton was both the narrator and Tyler Durden. You're welcome. <laughs> what? <laughs> and the ship sinks in Titanic. Really, people, you had to see that one coming. Anyway. <laughs> I, it caught me by surprise. <laughs> My problem is, like, when we're trying to recast things, all I can ever think of is MCU and DC Universe actors. And I think that's because 95% of Hollywood is MCU and DC Universe. Yeah. I mean, if you want, like, a good sleazy bad guy yeah adam driver is my favorite sleazy person dri yes. like bad guy he also play like suave and cool too like um black landsman yeah like oh yeah, yeah so he great, great range and, and i love seeing him and stuff and we want to disqualify mcu people if we can help it after suggesting Haley atwell uh the only one i swear uh and he's only mcu related because he's part of another disney franchise but it's not the same thing no. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, and I like he him. I think he's, he's a good call. He's a good call. I 
I will admit we just recorded a podcast recently about him. I'm sitting there going, sleazy, sleazy guy who's actually just like a patsy or something. 100% would cast Breckenmeyer. Yeah. <laughs> him or um, another guy from that same 90s period who always shows up in period uh, or ensemble pieces now, Ethan Embry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let's just go back to the well of movies like Can't Hardly Wait and uh, Go, and just cast all the people in there that don't get roles anymore. For a uh, for a uh, for detective, put upon detective Tay Diggs. Um, I miss Tay Diggs in movies. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "What movie was uh, Tay Diggs and Brecken Meyer?" And I don't remember that. You should. It's called Go, and you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go again. I haven't watched it for a long time. It's such a good movie. I mean, we've said that mm-hmm. now in two podcasts, but it's such a good movie. Honestly, such a good movie. speaking of uh, people who have range uh, and could take on basically any role we're thinking of in this pr- proposed gay thin man remake or reboot or whatever you want to call it, Sarah Polly. Who? I'm not from. I don't know. Sarah Polly was in uh, Go, but she's all she does a lot of directing now. She was a child actor who was in like Oh Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and she was the lead oh. uh, doctor nurse whatever character in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's a fantastic actress, uh, and but you know she doesn't get a lot of play outside of her directing career at this point, and I think that's by choice, which good for her. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Right? Or not that here. one. <laughs> oh. now, of course, the other question is how, how many movies do you do and how much can you get out of this formula? Because you don't want it to devolve into a formula. And that's, since we brought it up earlier, that's something I'm worried about with Knives Out. Like, can you revisit that whole concept a second time? I think so. You, like... You, do the Agatha Christie and they have to solve one of the murder mysteries on a train. Yeah. I mean, like he's, it kind of reminds me. And I think Ryan Johnson, just looking at his backlog of movies. Um, I think Ryan Johnson is a fan of like the old pulp stuff where it's like, you have just a character that you follow that gets into whatever hijinks or murder mystery or what have you. And you just, it's just like, no mention of the other stuff. It's just here's part two, the yep. second movie with them. Well, yeah, and, was, I, mean, and I think like with Ryan yeah. Johnson, just to cut in for just a quick second. I mean, it was he he he's done a lot of stuff that's like that. What was it? The neo noir with teenagers, Brick, written and directed by him. He likes that yeah. old timey style. Yeah, yeah, and I think that works for uh, Knives Out and mm-hmm. Knives Out Dose or what have you. And could work for this. I mean, he's not above franchise fare. He did make Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, and even though people largely hated that one, I believe it was the best one. I thought it was great. It's that, de- well, at the very least, it's the only one of that trilogy of films that dares to be something other than a remake of a previous Star Wars movie. Yeah. 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 A lot... that it, it's, it's important to have that in your franchise. So yeah, no, I think Ryan Johnson, at least for the first one, would be a good call. I mean, you could bring someone else in for that if you wanted to. The question I have now is, do we actually update the whole movie for a modern era, or do we keep it set in the area in which it came out, the 1940s and 50s? Hmm. Hmm? That's a good question. 
Because I think that it could, like... Because this movie was pre-code, wasn't it? The Thin Man? Oh! I'd have to look and see when the Hayes... Well, quote-unquote Hayes Code, even though that's not what it's officially called. Oh, man, that was in 1934. That is way older than I thought it was. Yeah, uh, released by Major oh. Studios from 1934 to 1968. Uh, so it's the entirety of the Thin Man series would fall in between that, which is probably part of the reason why you never see them get into the same bed. Uh, why she yeah. just magically becomes pregnant one day, and then the kid is just there in the next film without any, like, in-between at all. Yeah. Yeah, so he bridged the gap. Yeah. Because the first one I remember being kind of racy at parts. Ish. Or movie. I think it was the implied raciness, which is what you could get away with. You know, drive a train into a train tunnel to imply sex, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you could make this a little more risque and a little more, like... Up front about now. If we did set it in, in the in the past era, the uh, the gay couple at the center of it would have to pretend to not be a gay couple when other people are around, which would be sad. Accurate. I think it'd be funnier to do like uh, like something that's kind of gay coded, where it's like this is my partner, but like throughout the entire movie, it's like are they gay? Like we can't tell. Then in the last scene, it's like oh okay, mm-hmm. like. Like, they just get into bed together or something real, like, (laughs) you know. And the other thing that it would do is it would, like, you do a moment like that where they just get into bed together and don't even play it like it's a big deal. Like, you know, kids go to sleep, turn off lights, and then you're just sitting there going, they were gay the whole time, and they didn't even, like, make a thing of it. Yeah. That feels, like, more respectful, honestly, I would think, although I'm not gay, so, you know, we'd have to to poll some gay people for that, but, Yeah. Well, I think norm like just normalizing it and not mm-hmm. putting a spotlight on it and being like this is a gay murder mystery, like mm-hmm. so Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, let's like do that. it. Like that. So set set during that time period and then we just kinda let it play. Okay, okay Hollywood, whoever owns the rights to the Thin Man series, we are ready to produce this film for you. <laughs> also we let's were really do like it. We'd really like to have the specific actors we've uh, listed, and if we can get uh, Ryan Johnson to at least direct, if not write as well, that would be fantastic. Yes. Yes. We'll do it. Come on. Call us back. All right. This has been Not So Live from Asteroid G, remaking your 1950s movie-watching experience. I'm Mike Finkelstein. Yeah, Shaker. And we will see you next time. Yeah.